Pie. This is the Grapple Pie from the uh, WWE Raw on the 9th of May. Um, this is Gravel Pie. Um, I'm Daniel Swan. Um, and as I mentioned very quickly, that very quick uh, intro that was <laughs> rather fun to do, um, this is the Gravel Pie for the WWE Raw on uh, 9th of May, uh, which was yesterday. Um, as ever, I'll be going through uh, a kind of a brief rundown of uh, exactly what happened. Then I'll go in with my um, summary of things. Dan's summary of things is what we'll call it. Um, three things of interest, uh, the match of the night, the jobber of the night, and the champion um, of the night. Um, yeah, lots to get through, as ever, because it's a fucking long show, three hours, Jesus. Um, so let's just uh, dive straight in. Kicking off Monday Night Raw uh, this week was Chris Jericho uh, for the highlight reel. Um, comes out and kind of recaps what happened last week with uh, Dean Ambrose. Obviously smashing uh, Mitch, the potted plant, over his head. Um, and there was a Mitch chant, which was quite nice. Uh, it was it was a fairly boring Jericho promo. Just the kind of same thing that we've seen him do quite a lot recently. Um, it just wasn't anything particularly incredible, except for his comment that he was like Haley's Comet, um, in that talent like his only comes once every 76 years which I thought was very funny. Um, funny because of the specificity of it. If it had been, if he'd said 50 years or 100 years, not funny. 76 years, that kind of specificity makes it funny for a reason that I can't quite put my finger on. It's the same as his kind of classic um, feud with Dean Malenko in WCW where he said that he was, obviously Dean Malenko is the master of a thousand holds. And he said that he was the master of a thousand and four holds. Um, wouldn't have been as funny if it was a thousand and one or a thousand and two, just a thousand and four. Why is it a thousand and four? That's what makes it funny. Um, then he gets interrupted by Big Cass, um, who I am now uh, nicknaming Big Pants because he's got he's got some big trunks on him. They're really they're right up to the belly button, um, which is weird. Um, he comes out and he obviously has his own because Enzo's still uh, injured. Um, and says quite a nice line actually, because um, Jericho said, "I'm going to give you the gift of Jericho. Drink it in, as he's done before." And then Cass comes out and says, "If you're going to give me the gift of Jericho, I hope you give me the receipt as well, because I'm going to take it back to the store." Which I thought was quite nice. Um, he's he's obviously not as good a talker as uh, Enzo, um, but I thought that was pretty nice. He's talking about the new era, saying that he's a member of the new era, but talking about it in a way that it was like, oh, it's like the NWO or something. It's like a faction as opposed to just a general kind of marketing gimmick, which I thought was a bit strange. Uh, but yeah, he just picks a fight with uh, Jericho. Um, Jericho walks off. He kind of calls him soft. Jericho comes back, big boot in the face, uh, and Stephanie uh, makes a match. He Jericho then goes backstage and complains to Stephanie um, about uh, about Big Cass. You know, you need to do something about it. And talking about how Shane's a piece of shit and he's ruining Raw and Stephanie's better than him. Blah blah blah. And Stephanie gives. She seems to be kind of turning face a little bit, which is weird. Um, continuing from last week with uh, Dean Ambrose where he was trying to kind of get her to be heel again. Um, but yeah, she said, don't try and drive a wedge between me and Shane, and then makes a match uh, for the main event for uh, Jericho and Big Cass, uh, which is a big step up immediately for Big Cass, going from, oh, you're in the tournament for the number one contenders for the tag team titles. 
your partner gets injured. And so it's like I said, nothing in wrestling gets you, <laughs> makes you a better wrestler than uh, somebody that you're affiliated with by blood or by bond um, is injured or gets killed or has some kind of drug issue. Um, that would just send you rocketing up the card. Um, so well done to him. Good luck to him. Um, yeah, Stephanie Face. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily um, like that, but uh, sure, why not? It's it's something different at least. Um, then we get uh, Zigglypuff and uh, Baron Corbin coming out. I do like Baron Corbin's entrance. Do like that entrance with the lights, and I like his music. Um, I like his look, even though he's receding hair. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. But then it, they did one of those weird... I, I don't understand why they do them. The weird little, as somebody's walking down to the ring, they're like, oh, we caught up with Baron Corbin. It's like, you didn't catch up with him. It's just a promo delivered straight to the camera. Like, it's kind of kind of kayfabe killing a little bit. Um, but yeah, he wasn't particularly strong in that. Um, so I think it's better... Just, just shut up. Baron, just just keep your mouth shut. Um, you're pretty tall, and you've got a great entrance. So let's just leave it at that. Um, so then they get into a fight. It was all right. It was pretty good. Um, Ziggler's always always bumps like a boss for everybody. Makes everybody look pretty good. Uh, and then Corbin goes over um, with the uh, with the end of days clean. So maybe that I can't remember whether they have a match booked up for uh, Extreme Rules. I'd imagine not after this. Um, but yeah, Corbin just pinned him clean, um, which is obviously a, 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 the right move. Um, Corbin is kind of the young guy on the scene and they're trying to build him up, which is obviously good to, to get a decisive victory over Ziggler. And Ziggler can withstand it because he works well. I, I kind of, I am getting a bit bored with him. I kind of feel like he needs to, he needs a bit of a break. He needs to fuck off and do something else for a bit. Um, but yeah, I thought the match was all right. I thought it was fairly fairly standard, but fairly good. Um, then we get uh, AJ Styles and Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows, uh, who have been dubbed the club. Not the Bullet Club, not the Balor Club, but the club. Um, and they give a rubbish promo of, like, let me tell you what happened last last week. I got put through the announce table. I, I took the high road. I could have beaten him up with a chair, but I didn't. But he, we know what kind of road he's taken. I can't even believe it. Um, and it was all fairly boring and standard. Um, but then they did the little, they even did the little bullet club, like wolf hand shadow puppet thing. I don't know what the point of it is, but they did it. Um, so they're kind of clearly going for that full uh, full bore, full steam ahead. Um, then we get then we get the match that we've all been clamouring for. It's our truth versus Fandango. Um, this is it was, it was nothing. I what I literally just wrote down in my notes: nothing. No one cares. Um, somebody got bumped, but then I. Uh, Tyler Breeze got bumped from the apron um, and R-Truth won, but then there was no kind of follow-up to that afterwards. The crowd was dead. Nobody cares about it. Um, I, I don't know what to say about it. I, I'm just, I can't wait for, I, what I hope will happen is then R-Truth and Goldust realise, oh, you know, we do love each other or whatever the fuck story they're doing. And then let's have Tyler Breeze and Fandango in a tag team, at least to, to give them something to do because they're not doing anything else with them. Um, but yeah, so that was nothing. 
then we get a promo about the uh, IC title um, with Miz and with Cesaro and with Kevin Owens. And Shane says, well, you know, I think this should be a triple threat at Extreme Rules. And then Sami Zayn comes out and says, you know, I would like to be in the match as well, please. And he says, okay, if you can beat, who's he making beat? Uh, if you can beat The Miz, well, he kind of says, I'll beat The Miz. I was going to beat him last week and I'll beat him again. If I can beat The Miz, then, I, you know, I want into the match, uh, which Shane agrees to. Kevin Owens is pissed off about it, of course. Miz is pissed off. Cesaro is silent, thankfully. Um, and then, yeah, continuing the Stephanie is a face thing, her and Shane have a little thing. It's like it's kind of flirty and weird, and I don't like it. Um, it made me very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it was it was what it was. It was a, a little promo. It had Kevin Owens in it, so it's always going to be good. And Miz, although he didn't really say that much in it. Um, then we get uh, a women's match. Uh, Charlotte comes out um, first which always annoys me. As the champion, she should always be coming out second. I mean, you, you kind of get the, the the kind of explanation of, well, this was an untitled match, and so it's not necessarily for the title, so she shouldn't necessarily blah, blah, blah. But I just think, like, just give, just try and build up as much importance in the titles as possible, surely. Just make it so that whoever's the title holder, whew, this is a big thing. They get to come out second. That's, you know, it's important. Um, but she comes out first. Natalia's out doing commentary, which again, like they really overdo the superstars doing commentary thing. Not necessarily because they just generally do it too much, but just because there's so few people that can actually do it well. Kevin Owens um, at Payback did it very, very well, which is great. But the majority of people can't do it last. Uh, can't do it particularly well. Last week, Kalisto uh, in the Battle Royal. Um, for the number one contendership for the US title, did uh, commentary. And if you l- listen to Grapple Pie from last week, it was awful, just atrocious. It's so bad. Like, they've clearly said, right, here's a phrase that you can say. And he just tries to say it over and over again and keeps on flubbing up his lines. Um, and Natalia was exactly the same. I mean, A, she was dressed like a dominatrix again, which I don't like. Keep with the pink and black. Don't go with the, the black like you're in demolition or something. It doesn't, I, d- I don't want to see that. It's weird. And that's not a, a face outfit it's like that's a bad guy outfit that's like a sensational sherry kind of yeah demolition outfit I don't mm. um and she yeah just kept on repeating variations of that Charlotte is an insecure scared little girl and she's hiding behind Ric Flair um Rick was banned from ringside um, previously in the night by uh, Shane um and it was uh yeah Charlotte against Paige Paige came out to a, a very nice pop actually which is good um, shows that people still um, give some kind of a shit about her, which is lovely. Um, she did a nice flare strut uh, on the apron uh, as well. Always like a bit of uh, taunt stealing. Uh, I love I love it in uh, SmackDown video games. I love it in real life. Um, Paige did some... <laughs> I've got a weird note here. Paige lacklustre knees. Um, she did a couple of high knees, one in the corner and then one uh, on the floor that was just kind of walking through them, which I thought was a bit of a shame. Like, just give it a bit of, like, you've got the long hair, put the hair into it, I don't know. Um, It was ultimately a very overbooked match. Um, There are some nice near falls. Then Flair comes out, and then Shane comes out with some referees who send Flair back to the back. Um, And then the distraction allows Paige to get the roll-up for the victory. It was overbooked, 
Um, but it was it was great. Um, Flair coming out is the more Ric Flair you can have in anything, the better because he's insane. His acting is so over the top; it's just amazing. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was really good. It, it's the kind of overbooked finish that if this was on a pay per view or something, if this was on a big um, event, you'd get pissed off. It's like just let's have a clean win. But on TV, I think as long as you're not doing it with every match a la late 90s WCW, you get away with it. That's fine. Nobody, like Charlotte loses, but there's a big distraction, so that's fine. Um, so it kind of keeps the, the mystique going of like, oh, she can lose, she can lose. Natalia got involved in the end of the match. Ultimately, the most important thing is it got the crowd massively into it. It got a huge cheer um, when Paige got the three count, which is you know ultimately what it's all about. So, um, yeah, I thought this was a really good match, actually. Very, very nice um, match. And, uh, yeah, both of them did pretty well. Um, then we move into uh, Sami Zayn versus The Miz, um, a, 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 comf- a match that you're kind of confident is going to be good. Um, might not be spectacular, but it's going to be good. Um, JBL made me laugh. I know it's like oof, I feel a little bit feel a little bit weird um, when he uh, referred to Beyonce as Beyonce at the beginning. Said that they're good friends, him and Beyonce, uh, which is quite nice. Um, the crowd very into this match as they are for everything that Sami Zayn does, which is great because he's great. Um, it wasn't necessarily the most spectacular Sami Zayn match um, that he's ever had, uh, but it had some nice uh, some nice bits and it. it had a lovely barricade moonsault. Um, he jumps up, kind of gets whipped into the barricade and then just jumps onto it and moonsaults off it, which is quite nice. Um, and then uh, got a pretty clean victory um, as well, which I thought was strange. I was, I was, there was a, a section that was, there was quite a lot outside the ring and I thought that that was how the finish was going to be, which I think probably would have worked a bit better um, so as to not, because at the moment it's like there's no chance that Miz is going to win. When obviously, I th- well, not obviously, but I think the Miz will win. I think he will retain the belt um, because he's he's doing well with his new gimmick. Well, slightly changed gimmick of having Maurice with him. Um, but I thought it because ultimately all Sami Zayn needs to do is to get a victory um, to make it into the um, match at Extreme Rules. So go go for a count out victory or something. Because then it's like, well, if this had happened in the actual title match, the Miz would have retained his belt. But then it still means, and it's kind of Sami Zayn's a clever guy, so it kind of builds up that. Um, yeah, so strange that he won clean. Good that he won clean. I mean, I think that the, the, there should be a lot of that um, going on. But um, yeah, I don't know if that was necessarily the, the best thing for the Miz uh, to have him get pinned without any kind of distraction or interference. But that was strange. Um, then we get Darren Young. Darren Young on screen, um, who's not someone that I'm particularly familiar with, if I'm honest. Um, he's kind of was introduced in the uh, point where I wasn't really massively into wrestling. Um, and so he's there and he's talking straight to camera in a promo saying, you know, I, I looked within, I needed to improve myself and you were standing right in front of me. Will you be my life coach, Bob Backlund? And then it, it's weird because he's talking about, oh, that you were in front of me and you're expecting them to cut to the reverse shot where you see Bob Backlund. But it's like a weird, like, split screen thing. So Bob Backlund's obviously not standing in front of him. Um, also, Bob Backlund is fucking nuts. Um, so that made it weird. Uh, although the, it, it finished quite nicely having the um, uh, 
tagline, make Darren Young great again, uh, obviously a play on um, Trump's make America great again. Um, but yeah, very. I, I don't know where they're going or why they're going there with this particular um, gimmick. I mean, it's something, I guess. It's something for Darren Young, which is in a lot of cases better than nothing. But um, yeah, a strange start. I'm not sure if I necessarily get on board with it yet, but who knows? Who knows? Give it time. Give it time. Come on, guys. Let's not judge it um, sight unseen. Um, then we go into up, up, down, down, which I thought was a bit crazy. Um, Mm. Lovely bit of chop juice there. Um, a weird, yeah, like up, up, down, down. Here's Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed, because obviously he calls himself Austin Creed. If you if you're unaware, up, up, down, down. Sorry, is um, Xavier Woods' uh, YouTube channel where he plays video games with WWE superstars and interviews them and has like tournaments and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, but he does it as his previous gimmick uh, from the Indies, Austin Creed. Um, so it's kind of it breaks kayfabe it's nice because you see like there was a nice one where um, he was playing Mad Max the Mad Max video game with Rusev and Rusev's just being a normal guy just normal Rusev guy Um, and it's yeah I think it's nice to see that kind of behind the scenesy kind of action Um, but yeah to have him on this was a bit strange Uh, and they say oh and our guest is uh, Dolph Ziggler alright okay they're going to be playing something um, and then it fucking then somebody else rings on the doorbell and it's a Pizza Hut pizza and it just turns out it's a fucking advert for Pizza Hut. Disgusting, absolutely disgusting. How dare you think that make me believe that we're going to watch an episode of uh, Up Up Down Down and actually just give us a fucking Pizza Hut episode uh, episode advert? Uh, you sellouts, good lord. Um, then we get a bit backstage with Zack Ryder talking to uh, Shane, saying like that he should be in the IC title match at, uh, at um, what's it, uh, Extreme Rules. And then Kevin Owens comes in and says, no, you shouldn't, blah, blah, blah. He's quite funny. He's like, oh, you're here to pitch another internet show, which I thought was quite nice, referencing Zack Ryder's uh, internet, uh, the YouTube thing. Um, and then it's, it's one of those weird statements that kind of takes you out of the situation because they're standing there and they're talking to Shane and Shane's got two TVs behind him and he's got some curtains with lights shining on them um and then Shane says please get out of my office you're like come on Shane there's nothing that this is less than an office this is for the furthest thing you could be in a field and I would believe it more if you said get out of my office than this um this is just backstage this is a meter and a half from the curtain from where people are coming in um to raw don't say get out of my office just say fuck off just say look what I mean don't say fuck off it's pg but just say leave I don't know, I just thought that was a bit weird. Um, Then we have a little thing with Roman and the Usos, and everybody boos Roman, and they're talking about, like, hey, yo, man, like, the club's the club, but but this this blood, man, this family, oos, oos, this family, this family, oos, Um, because they're they're cool, they're cool. So that's what we get from that uh, promo. None of them are particularly charismatic. Um, None of them are, I just... And it's that charisma, it's that charisma that lets me, that um, annoys me a little bit about this. But let's, uh, it's it's fine. It was only short. Um, then we have uh, uh, Rusev taking on Sin Cara um, with Kalisto out there as well. There was a, a flashback to an interview that I saw a little bit of um, that was on their Facebook page. 
with uh, Kalisto and Todd being interviewed by Todd Phillips. And again, Kalisto can't talk. Now, as I said last week, I think I said last week, if I didn't say last week, I should have said last week, Kalisto, I'm pretty sure, is a Mexican dude. Like, his first language is Spanish. His first language is not English. I completely appreciate that. His Spanish, uh, his English is a bajillion times better than my uh, Spanish. However, if I had the level of Spanish that he has the level of English and I went down to Mexico and became a wrestler and they said, hey, do you want to do a promo? I'd say no. I'd be like, I'm, it's, I, it's not, I'm clearly not comfortable. I'm clearly not, I mean, obviously I'm charismatic enough, so I've got that natural charisma that would transcend the language barrier. Um, but you just think, come on, man, this is, don't make him talk. Just don't, don't, don't make him talk. Um, it was awful. Really, really awful. It, even though it was only a couple of seconds. Um, Rusev came out. He was great. Um, as ever. I fucking love Rusev. He would just do a move to Sin Cara and then just stare at Kalisto the whole time. He got Sin Cara in a chin lock or whatever. And he was shouting, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Which was great. Because you just think, Kalisto must be shiting his little Mexican panties. Um, because Rusev is huge. Uh, he looked very, very strong. Sin Cara got, then got some uh, some offense in, but ultimately Rusev beat him down. Um, but then uh, Lana gets up on the apron, distracts the referee. Kalisto takes advantage of it with a little kick on the head. Um, and then Sin Cara rolls him up for the victory, which uh, Rusev is very, very um, shocked and surprised at, as a lot of people were, because he dominated the match. Um, I don't know whether... Extreme Rules is this Sunday or next Sunday? Probably next Sunday, I would have thought, yeah. Um, but I, th- I think the more they build up um, Kalisto uh, on the run-up to it, uh, the more confident I am that Rusev's going to win, um, which I think would be the right thing. I think Kalisto hasn't really, for, for better or for worse, whether it's his fault or not, um, his US title run hasn't really done anything. Um, and I think, yeah, just getting a belt back on Rusev just feels right, doesn't it? It just feels like that's that's the natural state of things. Rusev with a belt, just beating people down. Um, that's what we all want to see. That's ultimately what we all want to see. Um, so then that happened. And then we get what seemed to be, at least, our main event, um, which was uh, the Usos and Roman, the family, the blood, um, taking on the, no word, club. Um... So they came out first, then the Usos come out, and then Roman comes out, and everybody boos him. Gallows comes out with a um, just going full on Kevin Nash now, which I think is good. I think that's a decent look um, with his leather trousers as opposed to his leather jorts from um, before. Uh, he looks better with it, I think. He's got some nice, uh, nice white boots breaking up the look. Um, this match breaks down pretty quickly, which I think was good. So it was a six-man elimination tag, uh, which is good, a la um, ECW, uh, which I do miss. I think elimination tag kind of brings an extra little extra little element to it. Um, so it broke down, yeah, pretty quickly. There wasn't a lot where it was just a straight tag match. Um, everybody running in and getting shots and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, Uso A gets pinned by Carl um, Anderson after a, a shot from... Luke Gallows, uh, then Anderson gets rolled up, I think, by on the Usos, 
Um, and then one of the Usos gets pinned during the commercial break, which I thought was a bit of an insult. So we come back and it's into a handicap match. But one of those handicap matches where it doesn't, it just doesn't really seem like a handicap match um, because AJ Styles doesn't break up the pin. It's like, just, just the pins, he's being pinned right there, just break up the fucking pin. Um, so then, it, yeah, it ended up as uh, Roman versus AJ. Um, and there was a big Roman Reigns chant which was the most surprising thing. Um, yeah, big, it was the kind of dueling AJ Styles, Roman Reigns chance, um, which I thought was very, very intriguing. Um, and it all breaks down, blah, blah, blah. They're fighting on the outside. Um, and then Carl Anderson uh, beats up Roman. They come back and they beat up Roman and they get the DQ, blah, blah, blah. And then the Usos come in. And then there was a long standoff, really long standoff with... Um, uh, they have a chair between Roman and AJ and then Roman gives the chair to AJ and then AJ gives the chair to Roman and then he jumps over him and leaves like a coward, like a heel, like a cowardly heel. Um, so it seems like they're, yeah, they're definitely kind of teasing going down the route of a heel turn for, for AJ Styles. Um, which was, yeah, it's a weird way to, to finish. And it was a shame that they didn't really, because you think like with an elimination tag, elimination, elimination tag, you can do a thing where, okay, so it's it's a two-on-one beatdown on Roman Reigns, and then maybe AJ Styles feels sorry for him, or it's a two-on-one beatdown for AJ Styles, and then the other guys come back. Like, There's other things that they can do, but it just seemed to be... I don't really see the point of why it was a elimination tag and not just a regular tag, other than just to avoid making it exactly the same match that we saw last week on Raw. So I thought that was, it, it wasn't a great match, Um especially after last week's one being really kind of didn't know what was going to happen. It was all a bit chaotic, all a bit fun. Um, I thought it was a bit strange. Then we had a, a very interesting little um, promo with Finn Balor saying that he was coming back to NXT on Wednesday. There's obviously been a lot of talk about Finn Balor making the leap up to um, the main roster and joining up with you know the, the club and making it the Balor club. Although that's interesting because that means he would have to be the lead with the club which means AJ Styles would be like a second in command. So I don't really know how that would work. Um, yeah, but there's been a lot of talk of that. But is a, a promo saying that he's going to come, he's going to be in uh, NXT this Wednesday. But then immediately following it, M- Maggle, Maggle Carl um, says that, oh, Finn Balor knows all about the guys in the club. Um, so they're kind of referencing that there is a past there. So I, I, I don't know, which is good. They're keeping us guessing. They're keeping us guessing when he's going to show up, what he's going to do, what's going to happen. All very fun, all very exciting, except for the match. Um, then we have uh, Zack Ryder versus Kevin Owens. I kind of felt sorry for Zack Ryder having to come out immediately after what was clearly the, you know, it's it's the main event feud. Um, and he had to come out straight afterwards. And then he had a fight with Kevin Owens. It was all right. It was fine. Um, Kevin Owens continuing his headlock master thing. Nobody breaks my headlock. Um, but it was pretty squashy overall. Um, obviously trying to build up Kevin Owens over Zack Ryder, which is the right thing to do. He's, he's uh, an incredible talent and very, very over at the moment. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a pointless match. Um, this one didn't really have that much going for it. Um and then, yeah, we have the, the main event, the main, main event, Jericho versus Big Cass. Big Pants comes out um, first off um, to a big pop, and then Jericho comes out in the, his kind of sparkly jacket thing, 
Um, but then somebody hits him uh, while it's still in the dark, puts the jacket on, then walks down to the ring, um, and then the lights come up and it's Dean Ambrose. But that whole bit where he's beating him up, where he's putting the jacket on, where he's walking down, and it's all pitch black and you don't see what it is, looked amazing. From a production standpoint, that was great. Doesn't make any sense, because obviously he's got to coordinate with the uh, the lighting people, like, when are you going to put the lights on? But just from a, a, a kind of visuals point of view, that looked great real real nice um spot um and then he some some bits and pieces and business um and basically he rips up um chris jericho's uh fifteen thousand dollar um light up glowy in the dark jacket um that he claimed yeah he claimed last week was fifteen thousand dollars and reiterated this week but then uh, I've seen reports this morning saying that the jacket's actually worth $25,000, which is pretty crazy considering um, Dean Ambrose just ripped it up. Um, Which was, I think that was a really weird finish. I don't understand why they finished with that and didn't finish with the the Usos and the club, um, other than just to try and mix it up a little bit. But I kind of feel like, yeah, this is the main event feud. This this should be finishing Raws. Um, And it shouldn't be just a a non-match because then everyone's up everyone wants to see Big Cass in a match and then he doesn't get his match so it seems like it's going to be a big shot for him but then it isn't I thought it was a very strange way to, to finish Raw and it was very it just went on for a long time without any because it's not a match there's no real kind of culmination to it um, yeah so not the best way to uh, not the best way to finish Raw at all um, but that's what happened that's what happened in the Raw uh, for May 9th uh, and now we're going to be going for uh, yeah Dan's roundup of things um, we're going to have uh, the theme tune which is great and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk to you about the things Greetings 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 of interest Who won Who jumped Also the match of the night So there we go here's the uh, three things of interest who won, who lost, also the match of the night. So this wasn't a great Raw, I don't think. A little bit of a, a disappointing Raw um, for me. But surprising for those big Roman Reigns chants. Now, I don't know. Obviously, there's been lots of uh, accusations in the past few weeks of uh, WWE altering um, the sounds coming from the crowd. Um so I don't know whether I could... It's the sad thing. You don't know whether you can necessarily believe it all. I don't know. I know that it came from Nebraska, um, which I think is quite a remote place. So I don't know whether they're just happy to see anybody. I don't know whether that plays into it. But yeah, there was some definitely some big... As it came through on the TV, some big Roman Reigns chants, like as loud as AJ Styles chants. And he got booed massively when he first came out. But then as it progressed... Um, and possibly as AJ Styles was acting a little bit more like a bad guy, um, maybe that affected things. But yeah, I thought that was very interesting uh, and something definitely to watch um, on SmackDown and, uh, and Raw next week and just see what they're what they're building towards with uh, Extreme Rules. Um, so that's number one. Number two, New Era. Shut the fuck up about the New Era. We get it. Like mention it once, maybe twice in an episode, but it's it's the classic WWE thing where when something's happening, they will just beat you over the head with it until you want to cry. It's like, oh, it's a new era. Oh, it's a new era. Do you remember? Oh, it's the new era. Remember that five seconds ago when we said it's the new era? Well, I'm going to remind you right now it's the new era. Ah! You just think, oh, shut up. Like, 
Just it, just show me that it's a new era. Show me that things have changed. Show me that there's new things. Change the opening thing. Change the set. Change something to say that it's a new era. Don't say. Don't make it a new era by just repeating the words "new era" over and over and over and over again because it's annoying. <sighs> uh, and number three, another rant. Stop fucking showing replays of Enzo's injury. Why are we still seeing this? This happened a couple of weeks ago. Like, and I didn't want to see it at the time, and I don't want to see it now. Like, what what benefit is it to show a man getting a concussion? Why is that a fun thing to watch a a human being who is, you know, going out and, and trying to entertain people, and then something went wrong and he got a concussion. And if we slow it down just enough, we can see the specific moment that his brain got bruised. Let's see it again and again. And from another angle, let's see it again. I don't, don't want to see it. Do not want to see it. Don't need to see it. Don't want to see it. There's no reason for me to see it. Just stop it, man. Just pack it the fuck in. Because it annoys me. Annoys me. And it's like wince-inducing. And, it could, you know, obviously we know that he's fine. It seems like he's fine, at least, for, for the time being. Obviously, with concussions, long-term effects, you never really know. But it feels a little bit disrespectful as well. A little bit disrespectful. Um, so kind of fuck you a little bit. WWE. Um, and then in terms of the winners and the losers of the match of the night, um, the loser of the night, I would say, was probably The Miz. Um, this is a man who is the IC champion, uh, and especially at the moment with Kalisto being a kind of non-champion, this is absolutely the, the second biggest championship in the company, um, and he just kind of got bitched out by losing clean to somebody that he's going to be facing for the title um, at Extreme Rules. Um, I, yeah, I do think that he's going to uh, retain the title. I don't think he's going to lose it. But I just think there were other ways of doing it. Other ways of doing it. Maybe Maurice tries to distract somebody, but it actually backfires. Or, like I say, he gets a count-out victory or a DQ victory or something. But there needs to be some... Like, the championship needs to mean something. And being the champion needs to mean something. I hate it when a champion is booked super, super weak. It really annoys me. Um, I kind of feel like there should be a little thing. Even if he's booked weak on the run-up to it and he manages to kind of win it by fluke... There should be a certain, uh, I don't know, prestige um, to being the champion. There should be that prestige taking place um, and present in there. And at the moment, it just seems like there isn't. It just seems like, as with before, the Miz is just the mid-card jobber. But he's got the fucking icy title, so I thought that was weird. Um, And he, yeah, definitely lost the most, because he didn't even get much of a promo to get heat back. I don't know. It was weird. Um, The winner of the night... Um, and it was weird because there could have been a few uh, winners of the night really Uh, Rusev looked very very strong Uh, Sami Zayn always looks nice and strong Um, Paige I thought um, uh, was pretty strong and and got a good response from the crowd Um, but I'd probably say um, Baron Corbin Um, he came out it was a, a, a rematch from Payback where he lost and he won clean and pretty decisively with his finisher um, so I, I think slash hope that that's the end of their feud. Um, I don't think we need to see it again. And it was good that he he won the uh, got the victory over a multiple time world champion. I mean, it's one of it's like the Miz. It's like you know multiple time world champion, like a Christian level 
multiple-time world champion, but still, um, I thought it was good. Um, and then the match of the night for me uh, was the women's match, um, Paige versus Charlotte. It was very overbooked, I think. Uh, lots of stuff going on at the end. Uh, didn't have a huge amount of time for the actual wrestling to shine, but this isn't, as we were always told, this isn't a wrestling thing, this is an entertainment program. Um, and in terms of entertainment, in terms of getting the crowd involved, that was absolutely uh, right up there. Um, so yeah, I'd say that was the match of the night on a not the best night um, for in-ring action. Um, yeah, and I I picked the Miz as the the loser um, when really any one of the R Truth, Fandango, Goldust, or Tyler Breeze could have been the loser of the night um, because nobody cares. But I couldn't put them all in one, so I had to pick someone else. Um, yeah, and I, kind of a winner and a loser was Big Cass. Obviously, it's a really big rub for him to be able to just be kind of going toe-to-toe with Jericho. Uh, and I imagine he'll get a match with Jericho at some point, but it was kind of a shame that he was um, run over a little bit by Dean Ambrose, um, who came in and obviously destroyed destroyed the jacket. Um yeah, so he was kind of a winner and a loser. But yeah, so the the match of the night, Paige versus Charlotte, the loser of the night, uh, Miz, and the winner uh, was Baron Corbin. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know. So there we go. That's another episode of uh, Grapple Pie in the Books. Um, when I say if you've got any questions, issues, complaints, thoughts, whatever, um, to let me know, that's not a, that's not a lie. Uh, as I often say on Facebook, I have no friends who like wrestling, so I'm desperate to talk about wrestling with people. Uh, let me know via Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash the Daniel Swan. Let me know on Twitter, uh, at Palugin, P-A-L-O-O-G-I-N. Let me know on the website, danielswan.squarespace.com. Let me know uh, by email, danielswan41 at gmail.com. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you come back and listen to um, next week's Grapple Pie, which is the uh, last Raw before extreme rules um, I'm going to try and do an extreme rules uh, prediction show as well so a little uh, extra little bits and pieces um, for you there but um, yeah thank you so much for listening come back and listen again and I'll, uh, I'll speak to you next week cheers cheers